Welcome to your Thursday edition of Transformation Radio. All my hands have made, I'm laying down. All that I hold dear, my many I have tasted and seen of your great love. You satisfy me. You satisfy.
Cody Thorpe. I'm transferring to third phase today from second phase. And it's only by the grace of God that I've made it this far. If you would have asked me four months ago if I thought this was possible, I would have told you no. But now that I've fully submitted to Jesus Christ, I'm starting to see life is so much easier with Him in my life. And I have a huge acceptance on my past because I know that I'm not a drug addict or alcoholic no more. And my future is so bright with Jesus Christ in my life. And now that I can, I, I, I get to get my family back in my life. Everything is just so much better. I'm not worried about my past. I'm not worried about anybody else around me. I'm totally focused on where I'm going in life. And I just wanted to encourage anybody to know no matter how bad it gets, we don't have to be the people that we used to be before we came here. And just give it up to Jesus Christ every morning and thank Him every night for letting you make it through another day. And that's just another day of victory. Thanks. And now on to the New Testament reading for today, which will come from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 27. And we'll narrate through chapter 13, verse 13. We'll read about Paul discussing the subject of speaking in and interpreting unknown languages. And uh, we'll see the most helpful gifts are those that are beneficial to the body of Christ. Paul has already made it clear that one gift is not superior to another. But he urges the believers to discover how they can serve Christ's body with the gifts God has given them. Your spiritual gifts are not for your own self-advancement. They were given to you for serving God and enhancing the spiritual growth of the body of believers. Our society confuses love and lust. Unlike lust, God's kind of love is directed outward toward others, not inward toward ourselves. It is utterly unselfish. This kind of love goes against our natural inclinations. It's impossible to have this love unless God helps us set aside our own natural desires so we can love and not expect anything in return. Thus, the more we become like Christ, the more love we'll show to others. Paul says that love is not irritable. Sometimes we're irritated or angered by others, and we don't know why. Not all irritability stems from sinful or selfish motives. Although the irritable treatment of others surely is wrong, much irritability comes from a love of perfection, a deep desire that programs, meetings, and structures be run perfectly. A desire to run things perfectly can erupt into anger at events or people who get in the way or ruin that desire. Those who are easily irritated need to remember that perfection exists only in God. We need to love Him and our fellow Christians, not the visions we have for perfection here on earth. And with that, we begin our reading today here in the New Testament. August 20th, the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 through chapter 13, verse 13. All of you, believers, together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? 
Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But now, let me show you a way of life that is best of all. If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor, and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when full understanding comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, as in a cloudy mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. These things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Our reading in the book of Psalms today comes from Psalm 37, verses 1 through 11. We should never envy evil people, even though some may be extremely popular or excessively rich. We'll read here today that no matter how much they have, it will fade and vanish like grass that withers and dies. We'll also read about the fact that those who follow God live differently from the wicked and in the end will have treasures in heaven. What an unbeliever gets on earth may last a lifetime, but what you get from following God lasts forever. And as we read on here in our psalm for the day, we'll uh, read about David calling us to take delight in the Lord and to commit everything we have and do to Him. But how do we do this? That's always the question. How, isn't it? To delight in someone means to experience great pleasure and joy in his or her presence. Well, this happens only when we know that person well. Thus, to delight in the Lord, we must know Him better. Knowledge of God's great love for us will indeed give us delight. To commit ourselves to the Lord means entrusting everything, our lives, families, jobs, possessions, to His control and guidance. To commit ourselves to the Lord means to trust in Him, believing that He can care for us better than we can care for ourselves. We really need to be willing to wait patiently. Wait for Him to work out what's best for us. Anger, rage, and losing our temper are very destructive emotions. 
They reveal a lack of faith that God loves us and is in control. We should not worry. Instead, we should trust in God, giving ourselves to Him for His use and safekeeping. When you dwell on your problems, you'll become anxious and possibly angry. But if you concentrate on God and His goodness, you'll find peace. Question is, where do you focus your attention? Psalm 37, verses 1 through 11. A Psalm of David. Don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him, and He will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord, and wait patiently for Him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm, for the wicked will be destroyed. But those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. Soon the wicked will disappear. Though you look for them, they will be gone. The lowly will possess the land and will live in peace and prosperity. Proverbs chapter 21, verses 23 and 24. Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. Mockers are proud and haughty. They act with boundless arrogance.
up Looking just how far we've come Knowing that for every step You were with us Kneeling on this battleground Seeing just how much you've done Knowing every victory Was your power in us Scars and struggles on the way But with joy our hearts can say Yes, our hearts can say You.
Travis Griffith Phase 3. I uh, just wanted to give a shout out to Phase 1. I uh, came down there last weekend, got to hang out with you guys, met some really cool people. I uh, just wanted to let you guys know I had a really good time. Uh, I hope you guys got as much out of it as I did. Um, it was fun, man, getting to play some volleyball, some spades, some swimming. Uh, can't wait till you guys get to second, get to hang out with some, hang out with you some more, get to know you some more, and hopefully school you in some more spades. Um, I just want to say to everybody, man, stick it out. It'll be the best decision you ever made. All right, take care. Hey, this is Dan from Columbus. Uh, I just wanted to share my experience of this weekend. Uh, we went to Hope Over Heroin in Dayton and had no idea what we were walking into. None of us had ever been to anything like that. So I was expecting a secular get-off-of-drugs concert rally thing. And that is definitely not what we what we experienced. I bet I saw... 100 people get baptized in the two days I was down there, and I was blown away. Uh, Dayton is a bad area that I know nothing about, <clears throat> but it's evident that God is working there. And uh, I just hope that what's going on there can spread. Welcome back to day 31 of our Daring Faith devotions. Faith is more than believing, so take the next step. Let me read for you to begin this day, Mark 10, 52. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately, he regained his sight and began following him on the road. I don't know what your next step of faith is, but I do know this, you have one. That's why we keep talking about it these days. God will never be finished taking you deeper and deeper in faith. So there is always a next step of faith. And if you don't take the next step, you're going to get stuck in a rut. And the only difference between a grave and a rut is the length. If you don't move forward in faith, your heart will grow cold. You'll feel more distant from God. He isn't going to help you with step three, four, and five until you take step one. If you're asking God to help you with something, he's asking you, why haven't you done what I've already told you to do? You may have been aiming to do something. Stop aiming. Pull the trigger. In Mark chapter 10, Jesus healed here a blind man by the name of Bartimaeus. And before Bartimaeus met Jesus, he was sitting beside the road. After he received his sight from the Lord, notice he began following Jesus on the road. Now, which of those two phrases describes your life? Sitting beside the road or following Jesus on the road? There's only one way to follow Jesus on the road. You take the next step. Faith Faith is more than believing. Faith is more than thinking or talking or having convictions about Jesus. Faith is action. It is movement. It is activity. Faith is something you do. In fact, the Bible says if people say they have faith but do nothing, their faith is worth nothing in James 2.14. And so what next step are you going to take today to move forward in faith? Our Father, as we pray together, we continue to come to you about the next step of faith because we don't want to have a kind of faith that just talks. We want to have a kind of faith that acts, acts on what you have said. And so, Lord, instead of looking down the road to what might be happening a year from now or six months from now or the step of faith I'd like to take next week, we look at today. What's the step of faith? How can I trust you today? Who do you want me to share with? 
Who do you want me to serve today? Who do you need for me to love today? Lord, in these next steps of faith, many times it's a common routine thing to me, but it changes somebody else's life. That simple note, that simple word of encouragement. Lord, what's the next step? Help me to see it. Help me to know it. And then help me to trust you. If I don't feel it now, sense it now, as I go through this day, help me to hear you talking to me. Because Lord, I want to follow you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey guys, it's Ben Wilson. I'm transferring back to third phase once again today. Uh, Guys, I just want to encourage everyone to just stick in the word and just do what you got to do and uh, finish the race strong. I mean, we're all going to fall. We're all going to screw up. It's all about how we're going to pick ourselves back up and keep going. God bless you guys.
Thank you for listening to Transformation Radio.